Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. Welcome to The Less Stressed Life, all about making this your time to feel freaking awesome about your life, health, and happiness. This podcast of The Less Stressed Life is hosted by Krista Bigler. Krista is an integrative registered dietitian nutritionist who specializes in reducing food-related stress, inflammation, and symptoms of food sensitivities. She brings over a decade of nutrition expertise and playing with her food to the table. From coaching, teaching, writing, and work Working within a major food company to behind the scenes for a health celebrity. To learn more, visit lessstresslife.com. All right, today on The Less Stressed Life, I am so excited to bring this, our very first guest to you. And I will tell you why. Because if I have to think of three things that this episode will Um, mean. It's real, raw, and it will resonate. I know that if this doesn't resonate with you, you are going to be able to think of someone that it does resonate with. And I know there's going to be some piece of it that you're going to need to share with someone else. So I'm really excited to introduce my sister-in-law. Her name is Helen Eimer. She's been a registered nurse for nine years. She has a couple active children and um, she's been on a journey to heal herself and those around her uh, for about a year or two now. So she, oh, let me give you a little back end on what we're going to talk about today. Basically, Helen's story is incredible. She overcame a debilitating back injury, woke up, wasn't able to get off the floor through um, a lot of things, but she got a lot of significant results through food. And sometimes people don't believe that you can get those kind of results through food. I guess if you're here, you you might believe it. But today you're going to hear a little bit of Helen's story, hopefully be inspired and also hear kind of the premise of the less stress life, which is things are multidimensional, right? So food first a lot of times, but if that's the priority, but things are really multidimensional. So I can't wait for her to share her story. I'll give you a little bit more about Helen. So Helen is a nurse, which means she's a giver, right? So she's always been open um, to opportunity and career advancement, but she wanted more because a lot of us sometimes want more after we get into the the grind of work. So helping people is her niche, right? She's a nurse. But before she could do so, she really had to help herself, which is what today's episode's about. So she really learned that and more, right? As sometimes hard things teach us. Um, but I'm just so excited to hear from her today and hear and share her story with you, which I feel is so powerful. So welcome, Helen. Thanks, Krista. 
<laughs> She's so quiet. So, um, <laughs> so, so Helen, I think the interesting thing, we're going to talk a little bit about an injury you had, um, but you work with people with injuries. Is that right? That is correct. I um, am a workers' compensation uh, telephonic nurse, and so I help. Um, I review older cases um, and review the medical to determine how we can help those people and determine if their um, documents support their continued disability. And so for me, this was a really eye-opening experience, um, knowing what some of these um, injured employees are going through on their on their journey, and and that it not only I affects their physical being, but also their mental well-being. Um, and it just really pulls at my heartstrings to, you know, see them going through this for years and years and not having the motivation or the inspiration or the drive to want to change, um, which is a very true thing. Yeah, for sure. So all of that is super interesting, right? And just kind of odd how serendipitous life can be. Um, in fact, I, one of my bosses, he's a nephrologist and ended up, um, on dialysis and getting his own kidney transplant. And I just think the world is kind of goofy how that works sometimes. But I think we can learn a lot through that. So before we kind of really jump into a little bit of your story today, Helen, I think that one thing that people might resonate a little bit with is how we know each other and how you used to think I was crazy, right? So I'll let you take the floor and rip in. Uh, I met Krista about, uh, 12 years ago, I'd say 13, possibly. Um, she is just a year older than me. Uh, and so we were pretty similar in age and had a lot of some, some, you know, somewhat similarities just growing up in the same realm of, um, the state. And I used to think Krista was crazy. She was a dietetic student and she was, she was, uh, you were, you were a vegetable lover. Um, she, she truly was amazing. Um, not letting the grass grow under her feet. And I just remember um, cracking jokes about your healthy eating. I would avoid Krista's cooking at any cost. I recall one specific time where she called and said, hey, I'm coming over to your house. I'm going to cook supper. And I was like, absolutely not. I already ordered pizza. It's fine. We got it covered. Um, we also like to joke about how when family goes to Krista's house, which um, it, you know, is, is quite a drive from any grocery store. You know, my husband jokes how he has to pack his Pringles, uh, for fear of starvation. And so we kind of have this, um, little joke with Krista cause she's such a foodie. And, um, truthfully, even the last time I went to her house, I was like, Oh, so much good food was thrown at me. And I, and I absolutely loved it. So I've, I have come around. Um, I'm very happy that she, um, has been honest with me, but not pushed me to, um, do anything that I didn't want to do. She was patient with me and that's why I was able to come around. Um, I remember at one point in my life I was struggling with infertility, um, which really is a whole nother separate podcast. Um, but she, uh, kind of mentioned, you know, honestly that your diet may have something to do with that. And of course I was angry at that time and I thought she was a quack job. And, uh, you know, in the end I was just mad at myself for not being open to suggestions, suggestions like that. So, um, I, I used to very much, um, <laughs> uh, talk badly about your, um, your ways of life. And now my husband says you act just like my sister and I'm so proud of that. So thanks Krista for sticking to it. And, um, again, in a non judgmental way, um, of, you know, sharing information. 
Oh, you are so sweet. Um, and I just want to mention, yes, no one's ever starved coming to my house. I actually really do enjoy cooking for people. But on a second <laughs> note, with infertility, which is a separate podcast and definitely could pull on some heartstrings because it's really becoming um, very common, right? It's becoming a very common thing. And as you know, I do some contract work for um, Chalene Johnson, who, if no one knows who that is, but basically the contract work I'm doing with her um, has to do with another type of anti-inflammatory diet, which is what our topic is today. And yesterday I was reading some comments and I screenshotted one. It was pretty cool. It was a woman who's been on this journey of kind of reducing the inflammation in her diet and kind of healing and, um, and doing some nutrition and things. And she went to... Um, she was going to start the next phase of the experiment and she was late on her period and she found out she was pregnant. She's never been able to conceive before. So I just think it's really cool. And not, I'm not saying that nutrition had everything to do with that. I think sometimes like letting go of stress and lots of other things has to do with it. But I just think, um, food is amazing. And I just wanted to, I wanted to, uh, pin on the back of your comments there. Um, there's just, it's about being open to possibilities and making sure you're, cause that's like what being sort of holistic with a W is, is, uh, looking at the whole picture, right? So today I'm excited for you to tell us about your whole picture and really talk a little bit about nutrition. So, Life is all great, right? Um, we're both doing a little bit of health coaching. We're, let's go through a little bit of timeline of how we want to um, talk about your story. So everything was going great. You um, Actually, I, I want you to tell me how you kind of got into health coaching with me and started really becoming an ambassador for health on your own and, and what things were looking like before you got injured. Sure, I'd love to. Um, just kind of going way back, all throughout high school, I struggled with... Um, up and down weight fluctuations. I was never the skinny girl. I was, I just, I'm built, I'm muscular, I'm an athlete. Um, but just never was, you know, and, and, and this has to do with some mental things too. And, and, and the comparison game, but I never really felt like for as hard as I worked for as much as I exercised that I was in a good, you know, I was always overweight on the BMI scale. And when you step on your Wii board, it goes, uh, 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 you're overweight. You're like, what, what is going on here? I work really hard. Um, the problem was it wasn't a holistic approach. I basically exercised myself, um, to the point of probably way over stress and, uh, would justify it by, you know, eating an entire pizza and a six pack of beer. Um, and so when, when you, when you really look at, um, the saying, you know, you can't out exercise a bad diet, spot on. I never believed it. I didn't want to believe it. I would just make excuses and say, well, I, I can eat this or I can drink this because I ran 10 miles today. Um, but my body wasn't changing. And so I needed to change what I was doing. And I tried several different things, um, you know, fad diets, pills, um, you know, extra workouts, whatever it was to try to kind of get into what I thought was a healthier state. And that really, that really didn't work. And then, um, Krista, uh, had been posting, uh, quite a bit on her, um, social media and, and, and it really excited me. And not only because Krista's never, I've never known Krista really as someone who's into exercise or fitness. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, Kristen's got a bicep. What's going on here? You know? And so I'm like, well, if she can change, you know, I used to run like upwards to 10 miles every day, half marathons, but I was still this, my body never changed. Why? 
because I never changed. And, you know, it, this is again, a whole nother podcast, but, um, looking at cycling your exercise and cycling your meals, um, and, and your diet and some phasing. Um, I'm sure Krista will talk to you much more about that in the future, but, um, I never changed what I was doing. And so of course my body is never going to change. And so I started seeing Krista's posts and not only did they inspire me, um, from a, Oh my gosh, she's got, look at her muscles. Look, look at her abs. Chris has never had abs, you know, that, that, that were visual. I've, I never had abs that were visual. And so I was like, me if she can do, if she can do it, I can do it. And, um, but, but what she really delved into and what I really liked was her inspiration that she was getting from the bigger network and from, um, personal development. And I thought, I'm really stuck in a rut and I, I really, I don't like who I am and I, and I need that. And so I reached out to her. Um, she, she reached out to me first and, and I, it took me a long time to come around and that's a, another story for another day, but I just thought, okay, well, it's, it's going to be the same as anything. I'm going to invest, um, in, in, in this, invest my time in this and I'm going to fail. Like I just knew I was going to fail. And so I, I kind of went into it with that mindset, which was, which was awful. I know, but once she introduced me to the personal development portion of it, it was truly a game changer. I was starting finally, finally for the first time starting to change from the inside out. Um, and I really liked it. Um, and so yeah, my focus from, you know, all about the pounds to how do I feel? How how does this work for me? You know, cause we're all different. And, um, so that is definitely truthfully how I kind of got started was working on myself as a whole, um, instead of just focusing on the wrong things, um, which for me was weight and the comparison game, um, and, you know, making excuses for, for what I, for, for what, how I fueled my body. Sounds like you really dumped into a holistic approach with a W the mindset plus working on yourself in multiple ways. So then what happened? Um, so uh, this, the online health coaching and in-person health coaching really opened up my world. Um, some things that I started taking on was, you know, I, I, I now teach fitness class twice a week. Um, and I do online health and wellness coaching and I talk to people, I motivate people. I have, um, an online Facebook group and I was just truly, this all started in about February and I, and I truthfully told Krista, um, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm not sure if I will ever help other people. I didn't plan on ever helping other people, um, to live this, uh, life of kind of, you know, freedom. Um, if you, if you would call it that. And so I had started February, um, of 2016 and, and by July I was running my own groups. I had kind of dived into these other things that I'm talking about and more. Um, I, I was, I was loving life. I was, I was, I, I finally felt good. I had the energy. Um, I was off my thyroid medication that I had been on for over 10 years, which wow. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's another podcast. If we want to talk about that too. Yeah. Um, and I, I, for once in my life, I felt normal. The only other time in my life where I actually felt normal was when I was pregnant with my children. And so when you hear a woman say that she feels normal when she's pregnant, you have to wonder what's going on um, when she's not pregnant. What it, what you know what what hormones are off. What what's going on? And so when when I say that, people think I'm crazy, and and I don't say that to you know uh, you know make the other women who are puking all nine months um, feel bad about themselves. But 
um, I, I really did feel great. So I, I knew that's kind of too when something was was wrong. And so um, I, I really was feeling great. I was I was really high on life, and I woke up one morning and I and I had now become a morning person because of my personal development. I just that was a non negotiable and helping others in the morning before the before the world got up. And I um, was doing some stretching for my for my morning exercise. And I thought, Oh, my goodness, my hip hurts, it must be that time of the month. What the heck did I do to those fitness girls? You know, yesterday, Um, they must be sore too. Uh, Throughout the day, I started, you know, feeling nauseous. I I realized that I had been on the floor a couple times. And within about 24 hours, um, my right, excuse me, my left um, quad was in a full blown spasm, like, like there was a small child inside of my leg. And, and it spasmed like that for a couple of days. And um, I had excruciating pain in that left leg. Never experienced anything like this before. Really no pain in my back. Um, I remember, you know, one moment I was on the floor crawling to my fridge, crying, screaming at my children because um, they wanted milk. And I I couldn't, I could not stand up. Um, you know, within that 24 hours, I also realized that my left leg was numb. I was shaving my legs in the bathtub and I thought, okay, this, this feels really, really weird. Um, lo and behold, a few days later, I was diagnosed with two herniated discs in my back. Now I was 29 years old, 29 years old at the time. And, um, you know, that was, that was quite the blow. Um, you know, why, why now I had, I had started these, these new exercises. I had changed my exercise to something I I actually loved instead of, I got to get my miles in. That's the only way I'm going to lose weight, which never worked. Why did I keep doing that? And so I, luckily I'd, I'd started this new approach. I had gotten into yoga. I'd gotten into more stretching. I'd gotten into more low impact cardio, which really, um, changed my overall health. Nevertheless, when I was in the doctor's office and the doctor told me you you can never run again, you know that's quite quite the moment for someone who used to run ten miles a day and and who felt that you know that's that's a pretty freeing time when you're out when you're out exercising and running. Um, so nevertheless, I had fallen. You know, my leg was so weak that I had fallen. I really lost all muscle in that in that left quad. I recall being at the doctor's office sitting on the floor because I couldn't sit in a chair, you know, as all these 90 year old patients were sitting in the chairs looking at me like I was insane. I was on crutches. Um, I was debilitated and it it wasn't a good feeling. Um, I felt helpless. I felt um, beat down. I was scared. I cried. I screamed. Um, I didn't know what to do. And then, you know, when reality kind of continued to hit, I was like, okay, I, I think that I have been pre- being prepared for this over the last um, nine months of starting on this journey of a better me. And I realized that I can, you know, you know, I have two choices. I can, I can lay down and do nothing and see where this takes me or I can I can take initiative take the bull by the horns um, per se and see what I can do about this I went to two chiropractors who I probably shouldn't have gone to Um, I highly recommend if you ever have a back injury or any numbness pain spasming in your leg and you feel that it's stemming from your back that you are very careful about 
the providers you choose to see and the providers that um, adjust you. Um, I saw a neurologist who told me there was absolutely nothing he could do for me except surgery. I needed to get into surgery right away and that I have an awful back. I even as a nurse, you know, was an advocate and said, you know, what could I do therapy? What could I do? And at this point I was in, in the doctor's office. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't walk. I had crutches and he, he wouldn't let me leave. Um, I did end up getting a back injection that day. Um, and my husband, after that injection, my husband said, Oh my gosh, for the first time in two weeks, I can tell that you're fit. You're not in pain. Cause, cause, cause my face was just it was awful. If any of you have ever had a back injury or a herniated disc, you know, you know what, what, what I was going through. Um, and so I got a second opinion. I saw another orthopedic provider and he, um, said, you know, you need surgery. Okay. What are my other options? You can do physical therapy. Okay. The pain was so bad that I was on the surgery schedule, um, probably about three times during this whole, um, kind of situation. And through Facebook, um, I mean, I was reaching out to everyone. What do I do? You know, even as a nurse, even as a nurse, you know, what are my options? I'm Googling, which I don't always feel is that you you don't always feel is the best source. You know, I used to work in the, (laughs) yeah, I used to work in the ER and I'd have these patients call and say, you know, Dr. Phil said that I have this condition and I'm like, Oh Lordy, you know? So nevertheless, I was Googling and I was Facebooking and, and I had already been sharing my health and fitness journey on Facebook. And so people were following me and they knew, and they could see the pain that I was going through. Um, and I was trying to stay positive. I was, I was trying to, you know, still say, you know, there, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know what it is yet, but, but I'm going to find it. And so Facebook connections and conversations, and I knew people who had had surgery and people were reaching out to me and I was asking questions. I was literally doing as much, much research as I can. Where are the laser, laser institutes that I can go to? Cause I hear that surgery is better. And, 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 you know, having conversations with my, um, work. I mean, I work from home and I work at a desk and remotely. And, and, uh, I mean, I was on the floor on a yoga mat. I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even do that. It was, it was very debilitating. And so I researched and I researched and I talked and I talked and I made connections and, and what do I do? And, and, and where do I go from here? And that led to a chiropractor a few hours from me. She actually reached out to me and she called me and, and, and I was actually at a chiropractor's office, a different chiropractor. And she said, where are you at? And I said, I'm at the chiropractor's office. And she's like, what are they going to do to you? And I said, I don't know yet. I haven't gone in. And she said, do not let them do this to you. And I said, okay. And she said, I want to see you tomorrow. And I thought, okay, I'm scheduled an for an, in- yeah, uh, amazing, amazing. She truly had a, had a gift to want to help people. And she, she still continues to do so. And I, I highly recommend her. Um, but so I, um, I went into the chiropractor who I was going to go in and see, and, and, and he wanted to adjust me in the way that she told me not to. And I said, you know, I don't, I, I just told him I don't feel comfortable doing that. So in all of this too, you have to be an advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, as a nurse, it's so frustrating to see anyone, especially, you, for example, my grandparents, they go to the doctor, the doctor says, okay, you have this condition, take this medication. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's I, I hear sad. You, I hear it. And I just want to like call attention to this. You heard how she like was resilient. You know, she wasn't going to take 
one person's answer. It was like, all right, let's try another opinion. Let's keep looking and searching because you know you're not going to take no for an answer. Um, And that's not really the takeaway point. The takeaway point is that health professionals, they know from being inside maybe the system that you have to be your own advocate because, and actually I have a education I go over with some client. I have some, uh, I work with some people that are, um, really need a lot of medical care. And, uh, and basically one of the things that we talk to them about is that, you know, how do you deal with, how do you work with your healthcare team? Well, it's like a football team, you know, you've got this head coach and this person, but you're the most important person on your team because you're the only one taking care of you. Everyone else is taking care of a bunch of people. And if you just think about that, it's not that they don't want to help you. It's that sometimes the model of things aren't set up that way. You have to be your own advocate because not everyone else has the ability to spend hours researching and trying to make sure that you have the best whole approach for you. And so I think that's um, amazing that you did that. And that's obviously where you've hit a breakthrough. And that's really awesome. I got to back up and ask you a couple questions about your situation. I can tell you're in your zone. For those that don't really know what a herniated disc is, can you describe like in a nice picture? I, I think you have a good example, like using toothpaste, right? So can you describe kind of like a little bit more about what a herniated disc is? And do you know like stats about that? Is that common in young people? Because, you know, we would stereotype, oh, that doesn't seem like something a 29-year-old would wake up with. So can you speak a little bit more to that? Yes. Um, so a herniated disc, if you can picture your spine and you've got vertebrae, um, or vertebra, however you want to say it in your spine and you, and, and their little bony structures in between those is a, is a little gel cushion. And so we've got these shocks in our, in our spinal, um, in our spine there. And basically a herniated disc is yes, that, that disc was squished and it's like the, the inside of it, the jelly part, which is almost like toothpaste. You can, um, visualize toothpaste coming out of the coming out of the tube there. So basically what happens is that toothpaste kind of just, you know, splattered out everywhere. Um, and, and which is causing that herniation or that protrusion onto the spinal cord. So some people may not have symptoms. Some people may have maybe some low back pain. In my case, my leg spasmed uncontrollably for about, it was between two and four days. Um, and, um, and, and along with some numbness and tingling. And so there can be lots of different symptoms that go along with that. But in a nutshell, that's what it is. So I have two discs. And, and most of the times on your x-ray, you can see, if you take an x-ray of your spine, you can see the discs. And they're a nice kind of like whitish color. Those two discs on me are just are just black. They're just like, you know, they're, they're not very, they're not healthy anymore. And I haven't gotten an x-ray since since the initial one, but, um, I'd love to see what it looks like now. Nevertheless, the jelly type fluid was pushing on my spinal cord, which was causing symptoms. As far as stats, um, I don't have any specific statistics that I want to share with you. Um, but you can definitely find tons of stats on the internet. Just please find a, find a valued source. Um, it's not, all that common in people my age, but it can happen to anyone. As you heard from my story, there was no significant injury. I didn't get in a car accident. I wasn't, you know, in a pogo stick contest. I I, I taught fitness class the day before and I woke up and I started stretching. Now, could it have been from all the years of running? Possibly. Could it, you, you really don't ever know what it is. Um, and many people, um, 
you know, the symptoms come on quickly um, or some, some of them come on slowly. And so that's really a hard answer for me to question, to answer at this time, Krista. Um, but I don't have any specific stats per se. Okay. So let's kind of look at the timeline here. This started right before Thanksgiving of last year, right? A couple of days later, you were diagnosed. You spent a week being voracious for information. Basically, um, you got into a chiropractor that was pretty good. Um, or great, actually, uh, that you really recommend. And that really helped the situation. I think there were some other things you were doing to cope besides um, looking at other people. I think you were doing, like you said, the personal development um, was a big piece of that. Is that right? Correct. Um, Personal development can come in many, many forms, um, whether that's, you know, truthfully, you know, talking to a friend and, or, or, a, or a counselor or something, um, and, and just getting it all out there, journaling, um, reading scripture. Um, I personally was reading a book at the time called you are a badass. And even though I was reading it and feeling like there's no hope, I was, I was still getting, I was, I was getting something I was reading. Um, I was, I was praying, I was talking to other people, I um, was in a support group um, within my coaching network, which which really um, w- was truly amazing to push through. My family was supportive. And um, so surrounding yourself with supportive people. And if you don't have those people in, in, in your life, you know, work to find those people or work to find the motivation that you need, whether that's from a book, scripture, a counselor, um there's many forms of personal development. So yes, that was played a huge factor in my mindset because I truthfully, I mean, for the first, I'll tell you what I, you know, I got injured on November 18th is when the symptoms started and probably for about a week I ate, I think I ate pizza every day. I couldn't get off the couch to cook. So whatever anyone could bring me Mm -hmm. was what they brought me. And when you have a husband who's trying to take care of me and a three and a five year old, you know, pizza's fine, whatever you, God whatever you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> God bless your brother. And so, um, that was, I mean, it was like, I could have, and, and I, and I didn't want to do anything. I, I don't want to eat a salad. I feel I, I, I'm in so much pain. I'm, I don't want to, I, I didn't want, I wasn't motivated, um, per se, like I wanted to be, um, cause it was a very depressing time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we have to let ourselves grieve, right? And you were kind of Correct. in a grieving stage for sure. And so sometimes just accepting that so that way you can at least linearly look forward, right? You, you have to allow that time to grieve and know that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. Although at the time you really couldn't see the light. Um, I could not see the light, but another huge factor, and Chris, I believe you were a part of this too. Um, I was um, hosting an accountability group. Um, which I do every month. And so even though I wasn't exercising or my nutrition may not have been on point, I was still checking in every day with those people in that group. And they were providing me the motivation that I typically pour into them. And so it's amazing what you get back from people, Mm -hmm. you know, what you put into people, you really get back tenfold. And so if it wouldn't have been for that group, out of my mouth. (laughs) I, um, that, that played a huge factor too. And so I, uh, you know, even now, and when I'm not hurting and when I don't feel hopeless, those groups offer me so, so much. And, uh, I love to help people within those accountability groups because I really think that's key to success in changing your lifestyle. Okay. So let's get into the juicy stuff on when Mm -hmm. things started to impress. So it's before Thanksgiving, you've got this diagnosis, everything sucks. 
And then, um, you know, looking forward that mid January, you have a trip for work, you're going to get to go to Mexico for work, I think. And I know you had said that there was multiple times you were on the phone with a travel agent about insurance because you were pretty sure you weren't going to make it there. But the reason this is relevant is because you had already planned between, and most people would think this is crazy, but you had planned, you had already experimented with this in the past. You knew how the results worked for you. So you had already planned that you were going to do a particular anti-inflammatory diet protocol between Thanksgiving and Christmas to kind of, uh, what, supercharge your body, supercharge your energy, feel really great and look great before Mexico. I think that was on your docket and I knew that, knew that from you. So I thought it was a little serendipitous, but go ahead and let us know now. Um, so you decided, you know, you kind of had that, you had a, a good week or more of grieving and then you decided to go on with it. So tell us about that. Yeah, definitely. Once I um, realized that I um, had started to kind of, start being able to handle some of that pain and own it and, um, do some things not quite, um, with my diet, uh, cause I wasn't quite to that point mentally, but, um, stretching and, and the help that I received from a, a certain chiropractor. Um, I, going back, I had decided to do an anti-inflammatory diet. You're very correct before my trip in, in January. Now I had done this in May, of this, of, of the year that I had gotten of my injury and, um, truly phenomenal results, not just weight loss, not just inches lost, but I've never felt so good in my life, not even when I was pregnant. And so I, and, uh, this is really when I think my thyroid health came full circle into health. Right. You um, lost like 15 pounds or 11 inches or something like that. Right. And yeah, weeks. it was, yeah, three weeks, um, 11, uh, I believe it was, uh, 11 pounds and 12 inches, mm -hmm. which, and let's just um, be clear about that. Um, mm -hmm. So normally we wouldn't expect or want weight loss necessarily that fast. But when we're talking about inflammation, that makes us hold on to water. So a lot of times when you're anti-inflaming per se, you're dropping water weight and inflammation is going down. You're putting out the fire. And so you naturally drop weight. Um, so mm -hmm. I just want to clarify for our listeners because some people might not know what an anti-inflammatory diet can be. Now it can come in many different versions. Um it could be elimination of animal products. It could be elimination of all processed grains. It might be an increase of, you know, of uh, some good quality fats. It might not be. There's some different nuances, right? There's always different nuances to different anti-inflammatory protocols, but there's a lot of commonalities. And I just want to mention, like, what is an anti-inflammatory diet? Um, so keep going. Sure. And, um, yeah, I'd love to explain or give you some more um, side effects of that, good side effects of that. Um, but, yeah, so I had okay, before my um, uh, January trip to Mexico, I'm going to do this anti-inflammatory diet. So I had planned on starting this December 1st. Now, of course, my injury was November 18th. And, and once I realized that um, I was going to make it through without having to have surgery, I thought, what am I waiting for? What, why? The, like the light bulb came on. And I'm like, I was going to do this anyway. Like, I need to do this. And truthfully, as a nurse, I, I don't think I've ever been in a room with a doctor that has said, you know, cut out sugar and, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables. I truthfully can't, can't remember a time when I have been in a room with a doctor who said that. And the chiropractor who helped me so very much, she said, okay, she, before I left, she's like, okay, cut out sugar and, um, you know, um, eat lots of fruits and vegetables. And I was like, duh. Oh my gosh. Like what? 
you're you're when you're so in the zone and you just can't see like i said the light at the end of the tunnel you just you're all, all that's your focus is 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 all you can handle at that moment and i thought okay i'm going to start it i'm i'm going to start my anti-inflammatory diet like that makes the most sense so i started it and um within 7 days i had absolutely no pain which let's just let that sink in cuz that is bonkers like I mean, if you can go from not being able to get off the floor, like you're, let's just remember that like a week or two, maybe not even two weeks. I don't think it was. I'm not sure. Right before that, you were crawling to the fridge crying because you couldn't get your children milk. And I mean, some people deal with this for a very long time, but like just the fact that you were able to do that much in that short amount of time is in freaking credible. And I just like, I just need people to let that sit in. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, totally, um, totally incredible. And, and, and the other caveat too, is when I was researching and I'm still, okay. So at this point I'm still talking to people, you know, which doctor do you go to? You need to go see this guy. I've got this pain cream. I get these injections. I get these ablations. I've dealt with this pain for, you know, three years. I was like, really? You've dealt with that pain for three years. Do you, I, I I don't know about you, but I don't want to live a life like this. I want to live a life on my terms, which means no pain and being able to function and, and care for myself and my children. And so I just took the first step and I started and it was truly eye-opening. So along with the anti-inflammatory diet, I took the recommendations from the chiropractor. I stretched or and or did yoga, which I mean, even basic yoga, um, you guys, I, I, I couldn't do. This is how I... I I, I was that weak. I, I couldn't do it. My left thigh was so, um, it was floppy and, uh, there's, you know, I'll explain where I'm at right now, uh, later in the show, but, um, it, it took me a long time. I mean, from someone who was teaching high impact cardio two weeks before to this, it, it was, it was pretty eye opening. And so I made it, made a commitment I need to do yoga or stretching for 30 to 90 minutes a day. Now that seems insane. Those are longer workouts than I've ever done um, typically in my life, but I would get up in the morning, I'd do 30 minutes over lunch. I would do 30 minutes and in the evening. And so when you break it down into smaller pieces, um, it makes things more manageable. And, and that's with anything in life. If you feel overwhelmed with meal prepping for an entire week, meal prep for a day. If you feel overwhelmed with working out for an hour a day, work out for five minutes start somewhere. And so that's what I did is I started somewhere. And so, um, you know, food really is fuel. The anti-inflammatory, um, protocol that I followed specifically was the one, um, that I had done earlier in the year. And the first week, would you like me go, to go into kind of what that, what that entails, Krista? Go ahead. Um, so the first week I start cutting out, um, some, uh, animal proteins and replacing that really more the, 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 final goal of the program or the, or the, the program that I followed was, um, fruits and vegetables, healthy fats, and, um, you know, cutting out all sugar, all processed foods. And let me tell you, uh, the results for me are amazing. Not only did I have, um, again, another weight loss of eight pounds, I lost 10.4 inches. I, I, I was probably weighed less than I had, um, I, I weighed the same amount that I did. I think it was sixth grade was the last time I weighed this amount. Hmm. So, so if you can fathom that, that my whole high school 
I don't know, early 20s career or lifestyle had been that of being overweight or obese on a on a chart, um, even though, you know, I, I thought I was in good shape. I really wasn't, um, you know, less bloating. I was more focused. I had more energy. My husband said to me at one point, I don't know what drug I don't know what drug you're on, but just stay on it. Like just, you know, you're like, you're in a good mood, you're focused, you're like getting up, you're not angry in the morning. It's truly amazing. Um, I was craving good food. When you don't eat, when you don't eat the sugar and you cut that out, which I know, I know, I know it is hard to do in those first few days. But once you get past that point, you know, you start to crave good food. You start to crave healthy carbs, fruits, veggies. My skin was smooth. It was tight. I didn't have acne for the first time in my life. Um, my pores are smaller. Again, I had absolutely no pain in my leg and hip. And when I started the reset, I could not stand for more than two minutes. I would be in the grocery store, leaning over on the cart or on my crutches, and I would have to stop probably about after one aisle, and I would have to drop to one knee and sit on the floor. No lie. And... That's what I had to do. People thought I was crazy. I could not stand for more than two minutes at a time. Good thing I you'd already worked it. on your personal side and you had enough confidence yeah. where you're like, you know what? Yeah. I got to do what yeah. I got to do, guys. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Let me so, uh, go ahead. I, interesting. I was just going to mention really quick, you talked about craving good for you foods, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're yeah. talking about um, an early, I think you mentioned, yeah, you have to let yourself grieve and you just kind of whatever stuff. Um, and I just wanted to mention, so this is kind of interesting. After three days of changing your diet, they've done studies and your microbiome changes. Now, why this is relevant is because some different bacteria makes us more predisposed to crave junk food and some bacteria makes us more predisposed to crave like healthy food. So once you've changed your diet um, and you've started generating more healthy, the right types of bacteria, it's not crazy to think, oh, I could never eat that. Like, oh, I could never crave a kale salad or whatever. Like, let's not get too stereotypical because I think the other piece I know that about the anti-inflammatory protocol you followed, I've tried it as well with awesome results. Um, there's different, obviously, there's different ways to do anti-inflammatory diets because every food for different people react to different differently. But my point is, is that it's really nice when you get like a nice step-by-step plan, right? Because it can be a little complicated. But um, my point is, is that, I think some people are like, oh, what's nice for you to say? Because um, I couldn't do that. No, actually, you can. You just have to start. Um, and then it gets easier. Everything is hardest when you first start. And like, it's the science, right? I mean, like, literally, your bacteria are against you when you're doing kind of standard American diet, pretty much, which is heavy in acidic foods and things. Um, but yeah, I just want to mention that, like, yeah, there's science behind that on why you crave healthy food after a while, right? It's like a breakthrough. It's like breaking a barrier. And you kind of already touched, hit that on the head. You're like, yeah, I know it's really hard to do those first few days. And then magic starts to happen. So tell us a little bit more. I know you, the really cool thing about you doing this protocol and and experimenting with this anti-inflammatory diet is that you kept such a detailed diary that I literally like, I cried the first time I read the first one. Um, It was just so amazing. The like how you, I was funny because you said, no wonder you lose weight on this diet. All I did was prepare food the first time. It was hilarious. <laughs> so I know, um, I know you have some other things there. I know you talk about like your skin being smooth. I'll let you kind of relish again in the, in the beauty of how that went for you. Yeah. And I think, um, sometimes I love Krista how, and, and how my other friends and people within my network and, and who I help coach, 
they remind me how far I've come. Um, kind of a caveat is sometimes we forget, you know, where we come. I, I really can't, you know, fat, it's kind of like, a, you know, being in, in labor with your children. You kind of forget that pain. Mm -hmm. And so to remember how far you've come and how inspiring that is and how it is possible for anyone. And I did keep a detailed diary and that's why I'm able to remember that. And so I think um, tracking your progress is also a huge factor in, you know, really anything that you do. And sometimes I'm not always good at it. Sometimes I'm better. Um, but I was able to look back and I remember, um, from the diary, the very first meal, the very first day, this, this protocol I followed was 21 days. The very first morning, um, the meal was oatmeal, I believe oatmeal with blueberries. And I remember standing up, stirring the oatmeal, getting down on the floor, reaching my arm up, stirring the oatmeal. I was on the floor trying to cook my oatmeal. And I had my kids at home, my three and my five-year-old. And I remember it took me an hour to prepare my breakfast, to get them fed, and to eat. And I thought, this is insane. This is insane. But, oh, but I also... people do this. Yeah. 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 Why would anyone do this? But I thought, you know what? What's my other option? I sit on the floor for the rest of my life. What is my other option? And so if you don't like the situation you're in, do something to change it. And was it hard? You just heard my story of, of, of me on the floor stirring my oatmeal from below. And so, yes, it was hard. And will it be hard for you? More than likely. Um, but the best thing I can tell you is to find the support that you need to get through it and that you truly are capable of anything. And mindset is a huge part of that. And so just kind of a gentle reminder of, you know, this wasn't easy, but, but what the risk, the, the benefit outweighed, uh, definitely outweighed the risk, outweighed the risk. If you want to look at it on that, on that point. Um, I'm glad yeah. we're documenting this journey um, so much because like you said, and I think, and I have to get really serious with myself sometimes when I'm working with people, because sometimes when you've incrementally been working on yourself for so long, you do forget um, what it was like because we all started in a similar place or a same place. And uh, it's really easy to forget. And I just, um, I know you'd sent me some, some notes, but so we just talked about like how it took you an hour to cook oatmeal that first day. And then two days ago, what did you do when you started the morning? Um, two days ago, I, um, so approximately if I can just, uh, two days ago, I'm going to tell you what I did. I, I, um, went paddle boarding for an hour and a half. It's a stand up board where you have to have, you know, outrageous balance and strength, mm -hmm. um, in your core. And, uh, I ended the paddleboard session with yoga and doing a headstand mm -hmm. on my, on the paddleboard. And your physical, and now I remember you were doing physical therapy, uh, as you did this whole person approach and uh, you told your physical therapist, Correct. I'm going to be able to do a headstand or handstand. I'm not sure. I think a headstand. And you, Correct. she, she laughed at you and said, not ever going to happen, but it didn't take you that long to accomplish that goal. Did it? Correct. I was in physical therapy for, I believe about six weeks, a couple times a week. Um, my physical therapist, <laughs> she would say, give me your phone. And she would record me, um, you know, doing, doing like kind of, you know, squat lifts on my back on the, on the weight machine or, or just working to strengthen that. And she could not believe the muscle loss in my leg. At one point it was, I think two and a half inches. Uh, my left leg, my left thigh was two and a half inches smaller than my right thigh. And so I truly lost 
uh, pretty much all muscle in that leg. And so to balance, to squat, to do that. And, and, and she would video me, she would take pictures and she just, I, I can't believe it. And so when she had asked me what my goals were, um, like a good physical therapist does, I said, well, by the end of physical therapy, I'm going to do a headstand, which as you know, takes a lot of core strength, um, which is it's where it's all connected right there to your back. And so (laughs) (laughs) I've seen you do it, Krista. You, you told me you couldn't, but, but yeah, you totally did it. Um, sometimes you don't know what you're capable of until you try. And Mm -hmm. Krista proved, proved that point. And so, um, she laughed and, uh, and I did it in her office before, right before I went to Mexico. And when I was in Mexico, you better believe that I was doing headstands out on the pier and uh, getting some good photo ops there. So um, it was truly amazing. And, 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 the, and the crazy part is, is when I went to Mexico, I had just gotten done with physical therapy. My left thigh was still um, flop, floppy, flabby. And um, it, it was still, I think, about an inch and a half or two smaller than the right one. But I rehabbed so much while I was there um, by being active. And not just saying, oh, I have a leg injury. I'm going to sit on the beach all day. I played sand volleyball. I played tennis. I went for bike rides. I went hiking. It, it, it was truly amazing what, what I was capable of doing just two, two months, months after my injury. That is so crazy. Yes. Um, and when I returned to my orthopedic doctor... Um, I remember going back to him for a follow-up and I'm sitting in a chair in the waiting room because I can sit in a chair now. I don't have to sit on the floor. And um, I went into him and he was, he was, he was amazed. He said, what did you do? And I said, I did physical therapy. I did yoga and stretching and I cut out all sugar. And he just looked at me and smiled. And he said, you know, I have a son that's diabetic and I commend you. I know what that can do to your bodies. And I just um, encouraged him to speak to his patients in that way. And he said to me, you know, nobody listens to me. Mm -hmm. Nobody, if you had a doctor, truthfully, you know, truthful raise of hands to you out there. We can't see what your answer is. But if you had a doctor that said to you, cut out all sugar and, and you will feel better, your pain will be much better, would you do it? And be honest with yourself. When my chiropractor told me that I was in, you know, the big city, guess what I did after she first told me that? I went out to the pub and I had some cheese balls and I don't, I don't know, I might have even had a beer. I still wasn't in the mindset mm-hmm. until I decided I can't live like this anymore and I'm not going to. And And not that it would be a lifelong thing, but hearing stories of people, oh, my back hurt for six months or mine still hurts and it's 10 years down the road. I'm sorry, but I'm not living like this. And you can choose not to either. And that was that was just, um, you know, pretty eye opening that the doctor had said, you know, nobody's going to listen to me when I, you know, you're you're pretty rare that you listen. I think that's um, incredible that, but I, I, that he told you that. Um, mm-hmm. I used to love following the doctor around sometimes on rounds because it's funny, you know, I went over the same laboratory values that he was going over. But sometimes when the doctor would say, talk to the dietitian about XYZ, then suddenly the patient sat up in their chair a little bit um, more. And, you know, (laughs) and, you know, honestly, um, the whole reason that doctors and maybe your healthcare practitioners don't take the time to tell you these things is because um, 
it hasn't been well received sometimes and they just start to get frustrated and jaded. And I know that's where I was before I started changing myself and then became inspired and kind of surrounded myself with the right people, right? Because you're the sum of the people you spend your time with um, start, until I started helping others and really reignited my fire because I was like a go-getter in the health and wellness sphere. And I was just becoming exhausted because my like my clients could make leaps and bounds like they have stuff that's easy to make leaps and bounds with but at the time they weren't doing that and so it was really tough and that's why I went into private practice because then I was finally able to work with people that were looking for the type of things I could help them with so so I think that's um admirable for your doctor to say and it's a good reminder for our listeners um just remember it's not that they don't want to help you it's just you know sometimes um it's just just how things have been Yes. And I think that our um, easy fix uh, kind of mindset and culture um, has created, you know, how practitioners treat people. Um, When we go to the doctor, typically we want an easy fix. I have a cold, give me an antibiotic. Okay, I'll feel better in, in 24 hours. Well, what if, what if you let your body try to heal itself? What if you cut out that sugar that that bacteria is feeding on? what if, but, but people want the quick answer. People want the surgery. People want this. And this is the culture that we've created, um, kind of in our, in our world today. Um, and, and as a nurse, I, um, definitely think there's a time and a place for, um, hospitals and doctors and prescription medications. Yes. I very much agree with that. But can you imagine if, if there's something you can do like I did, that you can heal yourself to avoid that surgery, which may or may not cause lasting effects for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? You know, it's it's uh, it's providing education and trying to help um, open people's minds uh, to what is actually possible. Yeah, it's incredible. It's an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, really. Um, okay, you kind of forgot that also two days ago after you went paddleboarding, you also went skydiving, but moving on. <laughs> It it, it was actually on the same day I um, went skydiving and and I've been thinking that uh, I've been on this adrenaline high since that time. And, and I just think seven, seven months ago, I couldn't walk. And that day I flew. And when you think about the things that you would have missed out on, because you didn't take the initiative to do something about your health and this one life that we have to live. Uh, it really, it it really puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I all I can say is <laughs> it's gonna be hard to follow this podcast. With the next <laughs> guest, that's all I know. So, uh, okay, so let's say someone who is listening is getting one of those things right. They're relating. Uh, this really resonates with them. They love this real and rawness. Let's say they're going through a similar situation, or they know someone that really needs to hear this. Like, what's your takeaway? What's your gut reaction on what they could do today? to start down that healing path like you've been on? Um, the first thing I would say is is definitely educate yourself and not just on Google, you know, find trusted resources, mm-hmm. talk to people, find resources. Don't take um, no or yes for an answer. Don't um, get a second opinion. Um, Be cynical. Pull in, what's that? Be cynical and discriminating. That's that's correct. This is This is your health. This is your life. This is your back. This is your leg. This is your heart. Whatever ailments you're suffering with, whether even if that's a mental, um, you know, psychosocial aspect, 
this this is you and 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 you need the help that's best for you which may not be what's best for me or best for Krista um ask questions be inquisitive and um be an advocate for yourself that's amazing you know you this episode really embodies what the less stressed life is cuz as you know that wasn't my first choice for a topic name but you can't just, this isn't just a health show. It's like all the things, right? We have to talk about, you mentioned at one point, you know, this was mind, body, and soul healing. Might sound cheesy, but it's legit because if your mind's not in the right place, that's where things start, right? So um, I thank you very, so very, very much, Helen, for everything you shared with us today. This episode is gold. I know you'll be able to refer back to it often, and I know it's going to be a great reminder of how far you've come just this year. Maybe we'll do uh Maybe we'll do a reunion show next year about this same topic or we'll touch on some of these other things. But um, I appreciate you so much as a family member and I just love how open and raw and real you are. I could tell as soon as you moved into your story that you were in your zone and I, I appreciate you sharing it with our listeners. So if people want to connect to you, how can they find you? Um, you can definitely find me on Facebook, Helen Imers. Last name is E-I-M-E-R-S. Um, I also have a... Um, free Facebook page, um, group, uh, that's open to anyone and it, and it offers inspiration, motivation. It's a safe place for people to share things. And that's called be better than you were yesterday. Um, cause I really think that's important in life. Um, I've made many mistakes in my life, but I, I can't go back on that. And so, uh, I work to be better than I was yesterday and I help people to do the same. Um, you can also find me at, at, bit B-I-T dot L-Y slash Helen Imers, H-E-L-E-N-E-I-M-E-R-S. Um, and I would love to talk to, if you feel like this episode inspired you, um, check me out um, on any of those three um, three sources there. And uh, I'd love to answer any questions that you have or get in touch um, about how you too can heal your body from the inside out. And if you're driving, it's like Elmer's, but the I instead of the L. And don't call us <laughs> Elmer's because we don't like that. It's not very cool. <laughs> so, okay, well, Helen, I really, I can't wait to hear the comments from people that are going to come. I really hope that if this episode touched you, you will leave a review in iTunes. Um, we definitely read all of those and they're very touching. So um, please leave your comments below there or uh, reach out to Helen if you have specific questions for her. Um, and until next time, uh, you're doing awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, Krista. Bye. I hope that you felt as inspired as I did at the end of that interview. Helen just wanted to share a couple more details, which was that she still has muscle loss of about an inch on her left thigh. And her left knee to her ankle still remains numb. But despite all that, she's still able to do all the things that she wants and that she talked about. Um, so she says that she's still a little broken, but she's able to persevere. So I think that's just a great message for us, no matter what way you interpret it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Less Stressed Life Today, a little bit of a longer episode. I hope that you'll join us for future episodes by going up above and clicking subscribe. And I would love, 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 love if you could write us a review, let us know how we're doing so far. And I look forward to seeing you at the next episode, which is all about how my friend Mac overcame a chronic condition by really releasing all the stress in his life. So I'll see you guys back here in a couple weeks. If you have any questions you want me to answer on the future episodes of The Less Stress Life, feel free to email those to me, hello at lessstresslife.com or visit me at lessstresslife.com. See you soon.